Welcome to the first Hooligan Report episode for 2016. Um, I'm joined by some regular faces in Cruyff. Yeah, hello. I'm also joined by Cookson. How how can you see our faces? <laughs> well, I've got <laughs> I've got the uh, familiar pictures um, that Skype gives me of, of each of you, uh, and I've also got Boyan on board. Hi guys. Um, so we'll kick things off looking back at the last set of Premier League fixtures, which seem like quite a while ago now, um, and we'll just run through them briefly. Um, it was good to see, well, both of your sides got wins, United and Arsenal. We'll start with um, the United win against Swansea. How long's, Honest question, how long has it been since United have scored two goals in a match? Yeah. Was it the Oops. West Brom game? Uh, I don't know. Everton, maybe? Yeah. Oh, the 3-0 against Everton, maybe, yeah. Or there was that 2-0 against West Brom. Yeah. Um, regardless, it's a, it was a good win for you guys after they um, got a goal back. Um, and Rooney getting on the score sheet's always a positive. So how did you guys see that one? Well, we... It's the same old story about United games. First 20 minutes, starts out well, don't score a goal. Pass, 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 pass. Silver side doses of passing. Then more passing, <laughs> a bit more passing. Uh, some more passing. Martial then actually does something entertaining. You know, for a 20-year-old coming in. And then Rooney somehow managed to score quite an impressive goal. Quite an impressive goal, yeah. Taking him clear second for most goals in the Premier League. Then set up here for United goal scoring record as well. Yeah. That's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace that he's passed Venusaur. <laughs> Not been near him. No, Shocking. really. The, he was very good until maybe a season or two ago, and he had a lot of ability and talent. He's been yeah, a bit patchy. Venusaur's goal scoring record is so much better. And Venusaur is a Ballon d'Or winner. That's, the, that's probably the difference. Different class. Um, but for the game, yeah, Tutti's spot on. Just pass, 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 pass. Give it to Marshall and go on, mate. Just do something out of nothing. So all our all our attacks just come down, down to the left now with the occasional bit of Ashley Young magic, dare I say, on the right from time to time, sporadically. Um but, yeah, Marshall was best on for us, again, as he has been for most of the games this year and um, deserves his goal. Bullet header, which is good because we haven't really seen that from him. Not that United crossed the ball. Um, and, yeah, Rooney, an instinctive finish. By no means am I saying that he's anywhere near being, being back with that kind of goal. That was inst- instinctive, which is good. Hopefully he can keep it out up, but I have my doubts. Um, and just on Swansea, another pretty disappointing loss for them. I mean, it's against both the Manchester sides now. They've drawn level only to um, lose the game in the end. Um, and they've appointed Curtis as their permanent manager for the rest of the season, which doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, to be honest. Um, and they're in real trouble of going down. Yeah, Swansea yes. uh, big strife. They're just looking all sorts. Just nothing really appears to be working for them. 
and need a striker. That's their that's their major weakness. So they've got a couple of creative players in there. For some reason, John Joe Shelby's fallen out of favour massively there. I'm not sure what's going on. You know, he, he was winning a few England caps at the start of the season, but he's dropped off and been and been dropped. And I think, I think Newcastle is sniffing around him. Oh, it's just what they need. Underperforming, um, lower tier Premier League. shorter. Um, but yeah, they've got enough creative players there with Andre Ayew and that, but he's not a striker, he's a left winger. They need a centre forward in January, and if they don't get one, then they probably deserve to go down. We can talk about it a bit more in the um, transfer rumours a bit later on, but I think they've been linked to Andre Gray, who's currently at Burnley, but... I'm not entirely sure on the rules. You guys might know better than me, but he played games for Brentford at the start of the season before transferring to Burnley. I'm not entirely sure if he can play for a third club because I think I saw that somewhere. But it might be. It's correct. Yeah, yeah. So, so that might not be an option for them. But um, it'll be interesting to see who they go after because I agree they definitely need a striker. Um, We'll move on then and chat about Arsenal's win over Newcastle um, just by the odd goal. Um, Cruyff, did you catch any of this game and how did you see Arsenal in this one? I did not see any of it, no, because I was busy that weekend. But um, it's good to see we won and, and, and kept up the, the momentum and we're two points clear now, which, which is a handy buffer to have. But by, by all means, we've got our work cut out for us. And if the Newcastle performance is anything to go by, we definitely need to be sort of getting rid of those performances and really beating teams convincingly. Uh, did either of you guys see this one? Uh, no. I think it was possibly it. on the same time as United. It was, game, a, it was actually sure. on the same time, yeah. So it was Koscielny, Koscielny scored for the 1-0 win. Yeah, this is probably the game that um, gives a bit of belief that Arsenal can go all the way in the title. And when the title, the reason for that is that they got played off the park by Newcastle. You wouldn't think that that would happen, but Newcastle really should have won this game. But these are the games that... Um, title winners win when they're not exactly. playing well when they're a bit tired and they and you manage, still to, win. manage to steal a goal um, so yeah good win for, for Arsenal potentially a, you know title winning style do you boys think that Arsenal can lift the trophy no why because it's going to reach February Arsenal have always been on top come February then for some reason they usually get a lot of injuries at the same space and they just lose ridiculous games. This not, really, they, not really, because the strong, the strong part of our season comes from January onwards. Well, this would have been a game that um, Arsenal would have, would have lost in previous years and they didn't. It's still probably a little bit too early because you'd have to say that City, despite underperforming significantly, they've got the runs in, on the board. They've got that you know, title-winning pet pedigree um, so they I'd still class them as favourites and I think their upside is higher than Arsenal's but Arsenal's got to take you know they, they need to be given credit for their consistency this year and you've got to remember we've had a lot of key players out for large portions of the season so is everyone Matt <laughs> Sergio Aguero every half the season he's the best striker in the comp maybe the best player in the comp Aguero Aguero is certainly looking back to his form yeah but look at the look at the um Look at the quality of, of City's side and the depth they have, and then look at the quality of Arsenal's. Yeah, but does City really have that much depth that you really think? I think they've got better depth than us. Yeah, it's just, it's this season, though, it's hard to predict because every club has been injured. Like, Liverpool's 
most of Liverpool teams have their own ward in the hospital. <laughs> I mean, less. I mean, let's be honest. In a normal Premier League season, Leicester would not be anywhere near first. I mean, that's just what happened. And, and and with, without trying to gloat, I think a few of us did say that Leicester would drop off. And I think someone on this podcast, who may or may not be the host, said that they could win the Premier League. I I did. I probably still stand by it, but their form in the last few games has been quite worrying. As I said, you know what's interesting is that we we said I think both SM and I said if Vardy stays fit and keeps firing, then they can win the league. And you know what, Vardy's injured. <laughs> exactly. But didn't, but didn't I and maybe others say that if Vardy or Mares goes down, they're in trouble? I think yeah, yeah well, well done. Sure, and no one's obvious. denying that. Um, it's, they've already. They've just, already. Yeah. Sorry. What's well, this? Literally for every team is this. Like Arsenal's had. Who've Arsenal had like well, Welbeck, Sanchez, Cockalong, Cazorla, yeah. Walcott. I mean, even United's had what had Blind out, centre backs out, Shaw's injured, Jones. Phil Jones has managed to somehow get injured. He probably get injured taking a shit. <laughs> Rooney has unfortunately been fit, so yeah. It's just every club has had big issues for some reason in this but Premier League season. And that's but, the thing that we talked about last podcast, which was that it's interesting that this season, I think the longest winning streak is four games because it really highlights the fact that it's a very unpredictable league this season. And the, the bad sides are doing well and the good sides are doing poorly. And it's, it's just, it's a very unpredictable league this season. Um, you've got Chelsea starting to pick up points and we'll chat about them in a second, but It'll be interesting when, with sides now getting those injured players back, with Aguero back, Sanchez, um, Cazorla coming back soon. Um, Cazorla's out for the season. Is he? I thought yes. he was back in March. Right, he's out for the season. Oh, okay. Well, is back, due back in March. Okay. Um, well, even so, I mean, with getting Sanchez back as well soon, or he's back now, I think. Um, it'll be interesting with what sides getting their players back. What has Tozola got to be out for another five months? He's uh, torn ligaments. On his knee? Yes, I believe so. I think, because I think initially he was out till March, so... I think, um, he, I thought, I think he did ankle ligaments. He's, okay, not, he's, he's out for the season. When he's back, he'll be 31. Cheers. Um, well, we'll move on and chat about another club that's had a lot of injury issues, which is Liverpool, um, and they lost 2-0 to West Ham meaning that West Ham did the double over them for the first time since black and white TV, I think. Um, we'll chat a little bit more about Liverpool with the League Cup and the FA Cup fixtures as well, but Klopp has obviously expressed a bit of disappointment about uh, the congestion of fixtures lately, um, perhaps suggesting that's part of the reason for so many injuries for them. But there's also been a few stats about the distances they've been running under Klopp versus Rogers, contributing to the um, hamstring injuries they've had in particular. Um I was watching, I think it was the FA Cup game between Villa and Wickham, and one of the commentators was talking about how the Wickham players wore GPS devices to determine how tired they were. And it seems like such a trivial thing, but clearly helps their players um, avoid soft tissue injuries. You would think, surely the bigger clubs use a similar sort of system to determine if players are getting tired. Um, So what would your guys' explanation be for why Liverpool players are getting injured so often? I think it's because they've gone from the system about possession and all this stuff, and they've gone now to 
pretty much a system where they have to run a shitload. I mean, and the fixtures build up. I mean, one day breaks, two day breaks consistently throughout. I mean, it's really, you really have no time for, it's pretty much what all foreign managers have said. I mean, Wenger's has said it. They need a break. I mean, Mourinho said it. Van Hal said it. I mean, Cruy- I mean, Jorn Cruyff came out and said there's not enough room for training to introduce new things. It's just game, 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 game. I mean, that's got to contribute. It's just there's the English style of play, and it's just really what you need to play because you can't really introduce anything new or different because of injuries. It was interesting. I mean, I half expected them to score an own goal against Exeter just to avoid the replay. Um, but Klopp's comments after that game were quite um, revealing in terms of what his opinion was of, of the fixture build-up. Um, but what did we make of this game in particular with, with West Ham getting the win? How do we see West Ham performing now, especially that now that Pyatt should be fit for them? Um, will they sort of push back up the table? I think so. I mean, he's, he's, they, he came back and scored the other week, the, in the last match he played in, didn't he? In, on his return. Um, I think he might Yeah, have. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's obviously he's had a long layoff, but he's sort of, if he's coming back in and scoring first game, it, it, he's bounced back rather well, and that can only mean good things for West Ham. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the um, Leicester draw with Bournemouth just briefly, because we have just mentioned their title chances. Um, Vardy's out for, I think it was 10 days or something, so he might well be fit for the next set of games. But they haven't scored in three games now, and, and they're kind of dropping a little bit behind Arsenal. Um, is it sort of almost lights out for them in terms of a title challenge, or are they still well well in the hunt? I think they'll drop off. Yeah, they'll drop off. I mean, they just... Let's be honest... The teams, the big the teams with the better players will tend to play better over a 38 game season. I mean, how many times? I mean, we said the same about Southampton last season. Like we they said, need oh, that their, their chance to win the league, all this, all this, but they drop off. They need to go and invest in a striker, big time, just as much as Swansea do. I mean, well, the last party we did we were saying, well, without. Uh, Vardy, they're cooked. They need to go and buy someone in a similar mould off the bench or his backup. They haven't got that. Otazaki's a potato. Kramerich can't do the game. So he must be terrible. Dujoa's <laughs> no good. He's just he's a target man that can't finish. So they really need need a yeah a quick striker. They can't be 100% reliant on Vardy and, and Mare. At some stage, you know, they're going to get injured and miss games. Demaray Gray will be an interesting one for them who um, signed the other day from Birmingham. Um, he's more of a winger than a striker, but he has a lot of pace. Um, and I wonder mm. in some way if he's been brought in as depth for Mares and a potential Mares replacement if he's going to get sold in the summer. Um, but he, he adds an interesting dimension for them if he can come on and, and perform well as he, as he did last season for Birmingham. Well, he could even play up front at a pinch. Yeah, well, I'd assume so. Yeah, but he plays on the other. He plays on the left hand side. I'm pretty sure. Rather than oh, does he? Right. Okay. For some reason, yeah. I thought he was a right winger. Is he sure? Um, but he is left footed. Right. No, left. Well, I guess he could play on the other side. Sorry. Um, and then, and then the next game um, of significance was 
Aston Villa's lost to Sunderland 3-1. Um, which, this was really the game that Villa needed to win if they were going to have any sort of faint hope of survival, um, you would think. They're now 11 points from safety, or 12 points really, with goal difference. And you've got to say, I mean, give it another game or two and they're pretty much done. Well, Villa have been done for a while. They've just... Crap team, crap football. Haven't really done anything useful in the Premier League. I mean, it just eventually builds up and they haven't really been... You know, well, their owners haven't really invested that much in. So, some someone said today, and made a good point that uh, Villa are derby level bad, and I don't think that's an unfair call at all. Unfair call at all. No, well, what derby got eleven points for the season, didn't they? The season that they um, set that record. Villa are obviously only three points off that, but they're not playing much better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. Um, you could you could throw most of the top six of the championship into the Premier League in their place, and I would suspect that they would do better with their current squads, um, and that's how bad Villa are going. Um, I would there, I would suspect. There are a chance to do your kind of Bolton style back to back. Yeah, there are a big chance to do that because they'll have to sell, you know, the guys. I mean, there's no way that Jordan O is hanging around to say that much. And Michael Richards, like um, Ag- Grealish. Ag- Bunlahor. Ag- well, meant to be off this window anyway. Um, uh, I think Guzan will go. Yeah, I mean, most of their better better players will probably go. We- so that, that, they're, they're in real danger. I mean, the hallmark of the Villa for years has been their academy. <laughs> but um, I think, well, outside of Grealish, I haven't really seen any of, the, any of their kids come through. So... They probably need to get back to basics. And as one of those clubs, if they can stay up in the championship, this might be actually a good thing for them to clear out the crap in that club, of which there is plenty, similar to Sunderland in that regard, and then come back up stronger, build through the youth system. And be well, smart. the risk is, is is that's sort of what Wigan did, where they survived in the championship for a season and actually made the playoff semi-finals, I think. Um, but then we relegated the season after that because you sort of have that delay where the parachute payments sort of help you maintain some of those players who can push you back up. But then after that, if the club aren't going to make the investment, and you'd have to hope with the Benteke money that they can make some sort of investment, but um, the signs are pretty grim for them. Um, well, I, I, I did hear an interesting theory, so I'm interested to hear your view on this. And the view was you basically sell everyone that's worth something in January mm-hmm. and you go into the championship and basically try and buy quality championship players who might be good enough to play in the Premier League. So you might go and pinch someone off, someone such as uh, yourself and Brighton and pinch a couple of their yeah. better players and just set yourself up so next year you're going to be a mid-table, upper mid-table side and just do it now rather than do it next year when you're desperate. Well, yeah, so the suggestion being that they would have more currency if they sell them now because they're not in a um, must-sell position. They'll all have relegation release clauses and they'll yeah. all be worth, you know, butter all. So, yeah. And they're all on high wages, so anyone that can't be sold will just sit there. And when Tal Ben Hayim, when Portsmouth are in League 2 and he's still, you know, cashing 40 grand a week checks, yeah. you know, that's not what you want. <laughs> well, it'll, it'd be an interesting one. And, and the only thing I'd say about that is that it's a decent strategy to take. But championship clubs these days aren't poor by any means either. I mean, you've got Derby spending a hell of a lot of money on just strikers, let alone the rest of their squad. You've got Barrow, who signed, signed Stuart Downing for $15 million or whatever it was. Fulham spending 12 million on Ross McCormack, 
all sorts of clubs in that league. Leeds who are starting to um, look okay and they've brought in a couple of players. Um, all sorts of clubs in that league actually have a decent amount of money behind them. So it's the sort of league where spending money doesn't necessarily guarantee you a top six place, let alone promotion. Um, but I mean, I agree. That's probably their most plausible strategy for getting out of the championship because I can't set them getting out just with some grit and determination, which, as their supporters have pointed out, their players seem to be lacking at the moment. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, well, one club that does seem to have turned it around is Chelsea, who managed a 3-0 away win to Palace in probably the result of the round, to be honest, because I think they'd only won one away game for the season before that against West Brom. Um, so it was a pretty terrific performance for them, and Willian, Costa and um, Oscar all performed pretty well. So... How did you guys see this one? Well, surprisingly, Chelsea managed to win. I mean, Williams probably been their best player all season, undisputedly. His has been very terrible. I mean, but yeah, it's a good win for them. It's always good to see a you know <laughs> bottom six club turn the tide, come up against a giant of the Premier League, and you know rolling in a so, London derby, no less. Yeah. In London, in London Derby, well, you know, after such a poor season, you know, the manager must have come in there and said, all right, come on, lads. This, is, this is your FA Cup final, yeah. <laughs> this is your FA Cup final. Today you've got a fight. And uh, it'll be better than they pulled it out. So yeah. it would be interesting to see if they're, you know, too tired to get, get up for next week. Um, I can't remember if it was on this podcast or somewhere else where the um, topic of Willian was raised, but his currency must be sky high at the moment because... He's he's shown this season that he is exactly the sort of player you would want in any side where he he isn't, you know, money hungry or whatever you want to say, where when the going gets tough, he puts his head down and he gets to work. He doesn't sulk and he doesn't kick his feet up like Hazard and Costa and, other, and Fabregas and others have done. Um, so he's he must be very chuffed with his, his season so far. So he should be with the way he's been going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a bloke that Bayern Munich signed this, this summer called Douglas Costa. And, you know, I think if you swapped Douglas Costa for Willian, there'd be no difference. So he's at that level. He could go and play for Bayern Munich. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, no, glad yeah. Actually, I'm glad you actually clarified that because I had no idea what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about their attitudes, but yeah, yeah, no. Um, he's, he's had a terrific season. His, his set-piece delivery and his general play has been... You know, if he, if if it wasn't for him, Chelsea would be in the relegation zone, and that's I don't think that's an overstatement. They might be on the same points total as Villa. <laughs> well, I w- wouldn't put them far off it. <laughs> um, we'll move on now, though, and and chat about just briefly the cup games because there's been quite a few of them uh, midweek, and we'll start with the League Cup semi-finals between Liverpool and Stoke and Everton and Manchester City, with Liverpool getting a pretty decent away win against Stoke and Everton coming up trumps at home 2-1 against Man City. Um, could we see an all-Merseyside final? Definitely. Any So Man City, any chance of overturning it in the second leg? To be honest, I don't, think Man, yeah, I don't really think Man City gives a crap about this competition. To be well, they've played a pretty full-strength side so far. It's surprising they're playing such a full-strength side. Yeah. yeah, and they did it again in the FA Cup. I'm a little bit like, yeah, it's a youth competition, just play the youngsters. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm saying, Man City aren't doing that. They're playing 
you know, Aguero and stuff all turned out um, in this game, I think. And against us, I remember in the previous round, they had a pretty full-strength side as well. I think they had Caballero in goal and Bonnie up front, but Bonnie was only there because Aguero was injured. Um, so I think Pellegrini's even said, you know, they're, they're going for that unlikely quadruple. Um, <laughs> and Are they facing Barcelona in, like, the Champions League? Uh, from memory, I think they might be. Oh, no, 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 no. they've got no, Dino Kiev, Barca. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, Arsenal's got Barcelona. They're Barca. still going to inevitably face Barcelona, and they're probably going to get smashed again, so... <laughs> so, so, um... You guys think maybe an all-Merseyside final? It's possible, but, I oh, mean... Yeah, obviously possible. <laughs> I reckon not. <laughs> I reckon Stoke... Stoke it's not going to be, it's not going to be Hull against bloody Aston Villa in the final. <laughs> SM, SM. Yeah, Hull only lose final. chance of it. There's a what? We'll say that. There's a 25% chance of an all Merseyside derby. Oh, I'd put it higher than that. They've both won their first legs. So I'd say maybe 60%. Well, but mathematically speaking, there's only a 25% chance. <laughs> uh, I, well, okay, we can quibble about mathematics. I think Liverpool with the away win and, and Everton already with a two-goal-to-one advantage over City, I think... Going away to City, that will be an interesting game to see whether they just sort of sit back and hold what they've got or they go for, you know, another goal to sort of kill it off. Um, but I think that'll I'll certainly be the interesting tie. I'll go with Man City Stoke. Both of that up. City will crush them. Because yeah. all, all they need is, is either a decent game. I mean, City have... It's like round hole square pegs. But all they need is, is they've got three or four... What genuine stars of world football on their day, and they just need one of them to get going, and they'll win comfortably. Whether and it's De Bruyne, Aguero, Yaya, or um, Sterling on his day, they just and, need one of those guys to fire. In fairness, they've been pretty poor away from home, so the fact that they got that goal is a pretty um, valuable goal for them. Um, so yeah, if they do get up at home. Um, it wouldn't be surprising. So I, I won't say it's certainty that it will be an almost side final, but I'd lean towards that at this stage. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll touch briefly on the FA Cup now, and there were quite a lot of games, so we won't go through most of them. But um, probably of the results, the most significant was Exeter getting the 2-2 draw with Liverpool that we've already touched on briefly. Um, Liverpool's side in that game was as inexperienced as I've seen it. Um, and it was obviously great to see Aussie Brad Smith getting a goal. Um, how did you guys see it? In terms oh, of well. just the result. Decent result for, the, for Liverpool. For, for the side Liverpool fielded and the injuries they have, it's not the worst case scenario. Next leg's at home, isn't it? The return leg? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's great so for Exeter. It, it, well, yeah, but it's not that bad for uh, Liverpool either. They should be able to get over Exeter at home. Oh, you would think so. But it was interesting that Klopp said that he was going to field a similarly experienced side. So, um, quite honestly, I mean, it could be quite a close game again. Um, so, it that'll be could. interesting. should be a close, close game. Did you see the um, Oxford belting Swansea this morning? No, I, I didn't see that. But it was interesting that um, Roof did quite well for them because he's a player that's been linked for quite a while for um for us. We've been scouting him for a little while, so good to see him doing well against Swansea. Um, that, that's probably the biggest upset, wasn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Are they League 1? Uh, League 2, I think. Oh. 
First time they've been past the third round since 1999, I think. So they can party like it was 1999. <laughs> 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 Way to that, you? So yeah, no, it's a great result for Oxford. And I think the draw is going to be uh, tomorrow morning our time, so that'll be interesting. Um, United just scraped past Sheffield United with an injury time penalty. Um, and it's a pretty decently full-strength United side in that one. And they still couldn't win convincingly. <laughs> it's just something wrong with the tactics. I mean, just... Play how we did, how we dominated. Well, you know, if they've got the, le- the best left back in the Premier League, I mean, what's, what's the issue? Oh, I've been waiting for that to come out. The issue is he's, he's injured. injured. But mate. not the thing You're is, in- though. Injury the troll. Is, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, when we, like last season, how we had City, Spurs, Liverpool games, we played a basic 4 3 3. So why are we doing all this complex stuff? I mean, just put Schneiderlin at the base of the midfield, have Herrera and Schweinsteiger next to him, have Martial on the left, Young on the right, put Bruni in the middle. I mean, it's not rocket science, but like trying to do like all this advanced algebra to get one plus one. Just pass the ball forward. Just pass the ball forward. Stop passing sideways. You can't score out from the wing. But pass it up, up, up to the forwards, get the wingers supporting him. This whole side-to-side rubbish, I finally oh, wow. cracked SM. Vitriol. <laughs> he can piss off, take his philosophy, and go and retire in Portugal for all I care. We've got to get back to, you know, I don't care if I don't care about United drawing or losing games. <clears throat> but not this way. You've got to actually yeah. try and score goals, you know. This is something that... I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. But like Matt Busby, Sir Alex Ferguson, this is something that's been ingrained at Manchester United for 50 years. And this flog comes in and tries to change it. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> Full oh, meltdown no. mode. Stop passing the ball sideways. Just get it forward. Have a shot on target, at, you know, maybe in the first minute. That'd be fantastic for a game. You know, try, you know, kicking the ball a bit. It was really interesting because clearly Van Hal was worried for his job, um, I can't remember who it was against, where you started Martial up forward and Rooney on the bench, and that still didn't seem to work. I mean, that's the sort of tactic where you think he's really worried about losing his job, he's really kind of going for it, he's going to throw his philosophy aside and try and attack because he knows that's what the fans want, and this is his solution, he's going to play Martial as that out-and-out striker, and it still didn't work and he still doesn't seem to have actually adjusted his tactics at all. Because we don't have a... We're playing Juan Mata as a winger. I mean, Juan Mata, lovely bloke, but he's just about as strong as a wet tissue. <laughs> um, I mean, he looks like a 10-year-old with a beard playing football. <laughs> um, I mean, he's got no pace. I mean, honestly, I love him, but he's as about as... He's slow as hell. Yeah. United's well, game plan has been really quite simple for the last... Well, for whole Ferguson's reign. Is you get two lightning quick wingers... You get down to the byline, you cross it in, you've got a big centre forward that heads in the bloody goal. It's really not that hard. Two lightning quick wingers? What was David Beckham? He was quick enough. He got to the byline, he was the best crosser of the ball of all time, mate. So maybe you can get back in your box. Well, well, before Um, we get into too much of it. Flying down the wings, crossing the ball into, you know, Van Nistelrooy and the like, headed in. And then we play counter-attack football as well with that, using speed. Speed and moving the ball forward quickly. How did I watch this? Rubbish. 
Well, uh, uh, before we get into too much of a meltdown, we'll, we'll move on to some of the other results. <laughs> what do you and... mean? Before we get <laughs> oh, into it, oh, I think we're well into it. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah, I'm trying to recover here. I'm trying to recover here, Craig. <laughs> we can't get out of <laughs> One person, <laughs> one person um, is attacking okay. tent in that game. One yeah. person, Memphis, he just got on. He said, I'm going to have a shot from 25 yards. Bronx cheers. He did it twice. Another cheer. He goes into the box to try and create something. What happens? A penalty. I mean, you attack and things happen. Well, another me surprised. Another team that attacked quite often and made things happen was Eastleigh at home against Bolton. And, and the only reason I'm bringing this one up is because Eastleigh are the last remaining non-league side in the competition. And in a very almost predictable way, they did take that lead against Bolton, who are absolutely dreadful at the moment. Um, Bolton were able to rally late and get a draw. Um, good result for them because now they get to go off and play at Bolton and hopefully boost a bit of gate revenue for them, um, potentially televised in a replay for that one. Um, but the other surprising result, in a sense, was Burnley going to Middlesbrough and winning 2-1. Um, surprising because Burnley played a pretty weak side, and Middlesbrough hadn't conceded at home in any competition since they played Everton in the League Cup. So that's maybe two months ago, a month ago. Um, so incredibly impressive for Burnley there. Um, and then finally, Hull managed to get a 1-0 win against Brighton, fielding a pretty second-string side. And the notable nature of that one is that Robert Snodgrass scored his first goal in, I think, about 16 months. So, great story for him, managing to get a goal. Um, any yeah, other... Has he been injured or is just a yes. poor player? <laughs> <laughs> That's an injury trial. <laughs> I was He's just been wondering... He's... He's been out for 13 months with an ACL, or a, no, a dislocated oh, uh, kneecap. So Brilliant. great to see. And he, cel- and he ran over and celebrated with the um, medical staff. So great for him. Um, any other games of significance you guys wanted to mention? Not that I can nope. think of. Personally. Will Chelsea draw a non-Premier League side in the next round? We'll find out tomorrow we'll find morning. It, we'll find out tomorrow morning, yeah. Yeah, but they, always, they never get Premier League sides. <laughs> you just beat a League One side, so not much different for no, I mean, you. I'm being serious. Go back and look. Chelsea never draw Premier League sides. Uh, Ever. Interesting. We'll have, a, we'll have a hunt through that. Um, but for now, we'll, we'll move on and preview uh, next week's, well, this week's Premier League game starting Wednesday morning. Um, and the... Oh, actually, they're all at 6.45, so there's no early game. Um, Aston Villa up against Crystal Palace. Any hope that Aston Villa get a point or a win out of this one? Well, Palace dropped points to Sunderland, and I believe they actually lost. So, it, who knows if it will happen against Villa as well. Cookie? Oof. No, uh, Palace 3-0. So, I mean, another bit strong week, SM. Because <laughs> Palace are going to absolutely tear Villa a new one. And um, they're going to win 4-0 and bloody Pal- flog them. Palace have a few injuries, though, at the moment, which um, will make it a bit interesting. And I think Pardew's in the market for a new striker um, because, of course, they need another one. Um, but I think Balassi and um, Wickham and a few others are still out injured. But, oh, yeah, I can't really see Villa getting a result in that one. Probably 2-0 to Palace, maybe 2-1. Um, Bournemouth have just signed Benick a phobie, uh, who Cruyff would know quite well from his spell at Arsenal, uh, for £10 million from Wolves. So a big 
um, splash of cash from Bournemouth there, obviously, to replace um, Wilson, who went down injured earlier in the season. Um, and Afobi's got a pretty decent scoring record, so he could be quite an astute signing for them. Um, they're at home to West Ham. Now, in the reverse fixture earlier in the season, this was a classic where I think Bournemouth won 3-2, I think it was. Um, so how do you guys see this one? We'll start with Cruyff. I could go either, either uh, one of three ways. Either it's like a win or it could be a draw. Um, no, I, 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 West Ham would be up for it, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bournemouth came away with its three points, particularly being at home. Um, how about you, Cookie? No, I'm West Ham 2-0. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting one. Um, West, Ham, West Ham, if Pyatt's playing and he's back in form, should do a job. Um, but yeah, I might go for a 2-2 draw as well. Um, the next game is United away to Newcastle. And surely you guys get the points there, though Rob Elliott's been pretty good for them. Yeah. Start, with, start with Bojan for that one. Surely we'd have to win against this mob. No, we... My website should not. But I think we'll have enough. I think we'll have enough. I think I can see... I can see Rooney going to the box and then... A, a lot I'll, of sideways I'll, passing? I'll, <laughs> no. Mata on the wing. Rooney, Mata Rooney, on the wing, terrorising defenders with his speed. Shut up, idiot. <laughs> Rooney running to the box. Massive swan dive. No contact. Penalty. 1-0. Cookie? I see a lot of uh, boring passing, just pass, 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 pass. That sounds familiar. Then I, see someone, then I see someone going into the box, which will probably be Martial, because <laughs> he's the only one who actually understands the, what the word attack means in a dictionary. He will do something magical, and he will score a hat-trick. Or, most likely, <laughs> this is most likely, we'll lose... And he'll get sacked. That's what I'm hoping. Either way, it's a win-win. I hope you guys win so he stays on. <laughs> I'd love United to win so Van Hal scrap your one win. But these, that means Ma- these Bojan melts are absolutely magnificent. <laughs> they're, they're better than the Liverpool melts. What about the Newcastle of... last-minute win? Oh, no, let's wait, let's wait. There's still, hey, another, could... there's still another thing. Louis Van Hal bumps his head. He suddenly thinks it's 1990. He suddenly Five. thinks, all right, time, let's play attacking football. We come out and we blitz everyone and we win the league. <laughs> Travel, actually. Travel. Win FA Cup. Dream on. This last... Positivity. Well, hashtag. This last 18 months, does this, Cruyff, does this remind you of Arsenal from 2005 to 2013? <laughs> where you just competed for the fourth place trophy every year? So, mate, it must have been a pretty tough eight years. <laughs> well, you know what? We got through it in the end, though. We've won back-to-back Whoa. FA Cups. We're on track to the three-peat. I mean, you're going to have a manager who's a complete donkey and looks like a trout. We don't play sideways football. I mean, we're top of the table. We're in a much better position than Manchester United. So, I mean, the past is the past. It's done. We should be focusing on the present and the future. And right now, Arsenal are presently ahead of Manchester United. I don't know if it's the um, roast potatoes I had with dinner, but I can taste a lot of salt at the moment. Um, so we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on to chat about Chelsea at home to West Brom. Um, Chelsea seem to have their groove back. I mean, we've talked just before about their win against Palace, uh, where they looked quite good. Um, and I could probably see them getting past West Brom as well and starting to move back up the table. Um, how do you William, see it? Cookie. William to score. 
Hazard to not score and Cracker Strop to go to Madrid. Croy? Mm, Chelsea look a bit revitalised under, under Old Hoos. I think they'll, they'll get the job done over West Brom at home. There is a apparently, most bizarre... no, well, just apparently uh, Costa and Oscar had a bit of a handbag Costa. moment on the training ground. Was it over who's more of a soft crop? Or... <laughs> wow, Isn't it? Costa, Costa, really, Costa, Costa really looks mad. like he's dead at the moment. <laughs> you are really mad. I... <laughs> wow. I think it's the most bizarre transfer rumour during the week. And yeah. it's about Chelsea. So it's on. So they're going to let Loic Remy go on loan in January. Now, Costa's half fit. Falcao. I don't even know where he's gone. They just got Bam- Bamford, like an 18, 19-year-old bachelor loan from they're down at Crystal Palace. Who are they going to play up front? The blokes haven't been scoring goals all year. Granted, they probably got more goals than United this year. In fairness, Costa's starting to look all right again lately. Um, I think he scored in his last two games. 50% fit, apparently. So right. if they're going to let probably, well, outside of the last two games, there are only four that look much chopped go on loan. It's been an absolute disaster if Costa got injured. Like, mm. Properly injured. I've apparently so, heard I, that. Oh, sorry, Brian. Uh, so I reckon that Chelsea. Yeah, one nil seems likely. Well, apparently, there's a rumor though. Oh, are we doing a transfer thing after this? Yeah, we'll do transfers after I this. I don't know what so. about then. Um, it's Man City at home to Everton. Um, so interestingly, it could be a preview. Well, it is a preview of the um, second leg of the, of the uh, League Cup. Um, Aguero certainly looks to be back in form. He scored a cracking goal in the um, FA Cup, if you guys saw it against Norwich. Um, also, he'll get injured in this game then. <laughs> um, City, City to win in this one? How, what do you think, um, Bayan? Oh, comfortably. 3 0. Easy win for City. I'm going 3 2, but Lukaku to get a double. And Cruyff? Um, well, I think City will do it, being at the Etihad. Everton have, have dropped a bit recently, and their defence has looked a bit leaky. And when City get going attacking, they're incredibly hard to stop, and I think they'll they'll knock a few past Everton. However, big big Rom Lukaku will be very hard to to stop at the other end and might, might give the, the City defence quite the runaround. I was going to say, I mean, he, he has really emerged this season. I mean, he's had a few quite prolific seasons um, leading up to this, so it's not as if it's out of nowhere, but he has certainly emerged as um, a top-class striker this season. I wouldn't say he's, he's world-class or anything monster. like that, but he's, he's looking very, very good. Imagine waking up to him in your bed. Yeah. Well, okay. girlfriend probably does that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the youngest... Premier League played 50 goals. Yeah, I think I saw yeah, that. Correct. That's and correct. it was interesting, um, he scored his 50th goal for Everton in his 100th appearance, and I think it was the same round, or maybe the next round, that Giroud scored his 50th goal for Arsenal in... I can't remember how many appearances it was, but it was a few, quite a few more than Lukaku. Um, and I think someone on the board had mentioned the comparison that Lukaku was on his way to being as good as Giroud, and you'd have to say, surely he's already better. <laughs> I mean, he's scored more Premier League goals at a younger age, and he's scoring more consistently than Giroud. He's imposing. Jesus, he's imposing. Yeah. But I, th- I, I, I'm not. Sorry, Cookson, you go. I'm just gonna say, 
Just the only way really you could say Giroud is better than Lukaku is that Giroud is better looking. <laughs> oh, but he's got the. But I love Lukaku's dreads. He's got he's got great great locks. I was I was going to say though that I think Giroud cops a lot of unfair criticism for just in in general. Really, I mean, he does have his his low points, but I think what he adds to a team is incredibly. Oh, he's a great striker, good. and he's very. I think he's underrated in the air. People oh, know he's good in the air, but I don't think people realise how good he is. In the I air. seem to. He was he recruited at the same time as Shamak? No. Who, who there was two strikers because Giroud came in with another striker. I thought, and he was almost seen as the second fiddle. I'm trying to think who it was. I thought it was Shamak. Maybe it was. Or was it Javinho? Podolski, maybe? Maybe it was Podolski yeah, who I'm yeah. thinking of. I can't remember who it was. But there was somebody who was scoring a lot more goals to start with, and Giroud was almost seen as the second fiddle. And I, I seem to remember he's been kind of underrated ever since he's been at Arsenal, really. But he's he's certainly looking quite good. Um, was it because good now, but it Danny Welbeck or Theo Walcott? Uh, I can't remember who it was. No, I don't think it was. It wasn't Walcott. Um, but... The uh, next game is Southampton at home to Watford. Um, Watford have looked a little bit off the pace lately. Um, Igalo didn't score against Man City for probably the first time in about six or seven games. Um, but they, I, I'd back them in against Southampton. Um, how do you see this one, Croif? Uh, well, Southampton, I mean, they pumped us and then they got done to West Ham. So it's... it's... They're, they're a bit up and down at the moment, but I th- Watford, I wouldn't be surprised if they came away with the win. How do you say this one, Cookie? Probably see, see a one-all draw. Watford were good in the la- in their last game. They were a little bit stiff, so I reckon that they'll get back in form. And I can see them winning 3-1. Southampton have been sneakily poor and uh, Ronald Koeman has fallen out with pretty much the whole club because he gave them a massive spray last week, including Bazzali criticising the Youth Academy. Which, <laughs> you know, they're trying to shame Youth Academy. Yeah. That was a bit strange. So he might be, he might be feeling the pressure a little bit. Uh, and I think he's had a bit of a strop with, um, in particular, Wanyama and um, Sadio Mane about presumably the fact that, I mean... Would make sense given what you were saying, Bayan, about saying to Mane that he could leave in January, and then he seems to have turned around and said no one's leaving. So I can understand why those players would be a bit upset. Um, so I think it, yeah, it'll be a very interesting January for that club um, as to where they go for the rest of the season. Um, Stoke at home to Norwich is a eh, it's not a hugely interesting game, I wouldn't say, but um, might have a few goals in it. How do you see it, uh, Cookie? Nah, Stoke, Stoke winning. Yeah. I mean, Stoke have been playing pretty good. They have a great side. They can score goals. I mean, I mean, Shakiri's come out and pretty much blasted into Milan about and Roberto Mancini about saying, "Ah, Stoke is a much better club." That was quite funny to read. That was cool. Oh, look, Shakiri's just a man after my own heart. After what I was saying in uh, pre-season, I think I was saying something pretty similar. <laughs> yes, but I don't really think he was saying. I, I don't think he was saying. Oh, Roberto Mancini took us to the mountains in order to get faith healing. <laughs> <laughs> he, Which did butter all. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's amusing how um, Stoke City have more, have more as, a, as a larger medical staff than Inter Milan. Trying to get my head around that. But, I think um, though, Italian football slid a long way, which I think is unfortunate. 
Yeah, I think that the, the so money isn't there as much. Inter Milan can't afford physios. No, I'm not. I was saying that, <laughs> but it is odd, though. I guess looking at it, that Stoke have more physios than a club of Inter size. Yeah, and I mean, not thinking about it literally, but I mean, Stoke might have a much more advanced medical setup than Inter, for instance. They might be putting a lot more money into it than. Inter would be. They might have a better youth academy set up now. They might have uh, no, a, lot, a lot of other things because of the money in the Premier League. What's happening is Manchester United have earned all these clubs' money. <laughs> if we know, if, we, if there was oh, Barcelona, dear. La Liga TV deals, here's how it would go. United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs, City would be somewhere at 20th. Because, let's be honest, nobody gives a shit about City. <laughs> What's this for? He's saying if, if it was set up in England like it is in Spain. Yeah. That's yeah, and I mean, that's, and that's, fair. A fair, that's fair enough. But um, It's just the money. I mean, apparently the lowest rank next season, the lowest ranked Premier League side. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. It's over 100 pretty million. Much his clubs with more money than the Premier League sides. PSG, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona... Maybe Dortmund. Yeah, it'll be, um, and it's it's crazy. And it's you see this season we've got you know players leaving um, Roma for Bournemouth. You're getting players linked from um, Monaco to Bournemouth, and you've got you know Shakiri moving to Stoke, and it's it's just going to get crazier I mean, and crazier. Didn't um, Watford or someone sign a Iturbe it, from Roma? Well, no, Iturbe Born- went to Bournemouth in the end, Bournemouth but he was linked did, yeah. to Watford. Yes, and apparently. Al Sharari's coming to the Celeste? Premier <laughs> Yeah, I mean, from Monaco, could... which is bankrolled by a billionaire, to Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, and, and, I, and I only jokingly bring up Leicester, because Leicester, out of all of those smaller clubs, would be the least crazy for a big player to move to if Leicester were to get Champions League, because then the players are moving to a Champions League club. They're not a Champions League club in the sense that they make it every year consistently, but players would be able to move to that club knowing that next season they get Champions League football if that's where Leicester finish up. So it wouldn't be as crazy to see players moving there for that reason. Yeah, but that didn't work for Liverpool. Sure, but that's what, but I'm saying if <laughs> Liverpool had attracted top-end talent, you wouldn't say, oh, that's strange that they're okay. going to Liverpool... Hmm? But they tried going for Sanchez and all that, and they failed. Yeah, well, I mean, Leicester's clearly a nicer city to live in than Liverpool. Well, undoubtedly. I mean, <laughs> but we'll, Liverpool. We'll, we'll chat more about transfers um, in a second, but we'll just get back to the league matches. And we've got Swansea at home to Sunderland in a pretty do-or-die match for both clubs, really. Um, I'd <clears> stick, <throat> stick a fork in my eye. Four, four points separating them. Play. Four points separating them. Yeah, it kind of reeks of a nil-nil, to be honest. I think both clubs will be too scared to lose to try and win it. This will be the Louis van Gaal's definition of chronology. <laughs> Just huge passing, no goals. Yeah. I'm so, finally game less boring than us. D- does, yeah. any, does any of you, do any of you think there'll be goals in this one? Maybe if you won't once. Yeah, no, not, a, not an exciting prospect. Um... What is an exciting prospect is the next one, which is at um, 7 o'clock on the Thursday morning, I think, um, between Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, promises to be a cracking game if last season's games are anything to go by. And Arsenal look like they should be able to get the, do the goods against Liverpool again. Um, how do you see this one, Cruyff? We've got a decent record at Anfield. Aside from when they pumped us that 5-1 um, two seasons back, 
we have we have quite a solid record there, but Liverpool tend to show up against the bigger sides. I I, I, I think it'll be a draw to be honest. We should we should win based on form and with their whatnot, injuries, surely, and with the injuries. But I think it'll be a draw. Is Cook Sanchez team. back? Uh, I don't think so. No, I'm still going to back Arsenal to win. I mean, they're just in good form. Just get a nice, simple 2-0, 3-0 away victory. Play some good defensive football. Nothing with Arsenal is simple. After Bellerin's form in the cup, I wouldn't mind him getting a few assists or a goal in this one. Um, always seems to weigh with players. Like yep. Seems, always seems to weigh with my fantasy players. They'll do well in the cups or in Europe and, and not actually do well where it matters for me. But, um, is, yeah, hopefully he can get a goal. He got a goal last season. Is Tretenio playing? I think he's injured, but I'm not sure on that one. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's I think Arsenal... Arsenal... Arsenal this does kind of smell, if Tretenio, if Tretenio was was fit, this does kind of smell a lot of the kind of game where he'd, you know, score two from 30 yards to make up the fact that he does, doesn't do anything else <laughs> for the next 10 games. But if he's out there in trouble. Yeah, I think Arsenal in this one. Um, I, I would say comfortably, to be honest. I think 2 or 3-0, um, just like the game last season. Um, but that's certainly probably the, the game of my, the round in my eyes. Um, Spurs against Leicester in um, a repeat of the recently played FA Cup game. So I reckon Leicester might have just stayed down in London for this one. Um, pretty Pretty interesting game on paper, really. I mean... Second against fourth. If Leicester, if sorry, if Spurs win that one, they're only one point behind Leicester all of a sudden, um, and really making ground on a top four spot. So, how do you see that one, Bayern? I'm really hoping for a one-one draw here. The reason for that is that um, Jacks and the Spurs fans are getting so cocky. <laughs> it's not funny. I swear, the, the way that Go Pups and JD post, it's like, it's like they've been perennial champions and are just having a poor season. Um, so hopefully they both get brought down a peg for the one-one draw. Correct. I think Leicester. Uh, sorry, I think Spurs will win, and quite quite comfortably at home too. I think Spurs probably will win. I mean, they just probably. Well, the Spurs will probably start getting a bit better, building up for for them a rare title charge. This one, no stab it there, Cruyff, letting your team down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't particularly like Spurs, but I think the way the, the the squad they have currently and the way they've been playing, you you can't really fault them. I mean, it's hard to criticise them. They've done quite well. They were unlucky to lose against you guys uh, on on match day one, but they've really lifted and, and Kane found his his feet again, and they're performing quite well. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm going to tend towards it being a draw as well. I think. 2-2, just like the midweek game. Um, I just, it seems like the game where Leicester will sort of break their duck, so to speak, with the three games without scoring. And um, yeah, I think it'll be a bit of a... It could be an end-to-end game, to be honest. I mean, um, both sides will be going for the win in that one. So certainly will be uh, interesting to watch. Um, we'll move on then and chat about any transfer rumours that we haven't already discussed. So um, I'll, I'll open the floor to you guys because I haven't really seen anything of too much interest, but have you guys heard any interesting transfer rumours? Felipe Anderson to United, that's the big one. I have seen that one, yeah. 50 million euro. Sure, I mean, he could be another. Is is he a good sideways passer? (laughs) No, he's not. He actually gets the ball on the outside 
not for passing, burns them for speed, oh, cuts in and has a, a shot. You're basically buying Memphis for Pi from last year. I was going to say, I mean, he seems just like another Depay. He plays the same position. He'd be a terrible sign for United then. Yeah. Right, ha, ha, ha. yeah. <laughs> we actually need a striker. That's a big problem. The fact that the fact that papers who bring up all this rubbish every every six months can't put two and two together and say, well, you're not about actually storing goals. They have heaps of wingers. Maybe they need a centre forward. Yeah, well done. Yeah. So we need a striker. The fact that we haven't been linked to one is bizarre. The big one for me the, wasn't weren't you linked be... to Lukaku briefly? Oh, it's wasn't summer it, stuff. Wasn't there some paper not... talk about him snubbing yeah. United? Not summer soft, man. Yeah. Memphis is a friend of Lukaku, so ancient Memphis would just say, hey, come to United. Lukaku would be like, yeah, let's do it. They dominate. We win trophies. <laughs> Everyone else cries. Lukaku would actually, I think, be great at United. He wouldn't be great with Van Hal, though. That's the problem. The well, maybe, sideways maybe... passing doesn't mean anything with Van Hal. Yeah, but who's great with Van Hal? Yeah, well, well apparently... Boyan... <laughs> A day ago, a day ago papers were saying Romelu, Romelu Lukaku will snub United and he wants to move back to Chelsea. But, I mean, it's rubbish, but uh, just saying that you have been linked to him. Why does he want to move to the championship? Um, <laughs> so, uh, the big one for me was uh, Saul Niquez, who plays for Atletico Madrid, 21-year-old uh, holding midfielder, very, very talented, sort of 24 million euro release clause. Uh, Schweinsteiger's 31, Carriage 34, perfect. Bring him in, nice and cheap. Pay him heaps, I don't care. Makes, makes, him, him, way, makes way too much sense for me. Him and Herrera that's, are the future. Exactly. That, it makes, it makes far, so much sense. It's far too logical. <laughs> Can you believe that uh, Niquez and Oliver Torres both have 24 million euro release clauses? I'm surprised that no one's tried to pry them out of there because they're two of the best young midfielders in world football, so quite strange. Cruyff, have you heard anything about the Egyptian that you've apparently been linked to? I, I, I'd heard that that was a pretty close to a done deal at some stage, but I haven't heard any uh, progress on it. Uh, Mohamed Al-Nini. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Yes, the, the, the Egyptian box-to-box midfielder. Uh, Salam Aleikum to any uh, Arabic listeners we have. Um, <laughs> no, uh <laughs> Um, sorry for, for diverging there. Um, oh, I know, uh, it should get done, but uh, Arsenal and transfers are never smooth sailing, so it'll probably get wrapped up on uh, 11.59 on January 31st. And, and he'll probably have a well, bucket knee and be out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Sounds typical <laughs> Arsenal. So, I mean, it's it, it should get done, hopefully, by this time next week. Uh, it, it'll be complete, but I guess we should have to play the waiting game for now. We've been linked to Gareth Bale again. I think. <laughs> what was that, uh, Bayan? I think El Nini needs a work permit, and that's a you know two-week hold-up. He's already yeah. taken his medical. If he's taken his medical, you know they don't usually clubs don't usually their players don't take take medicals until fees are and all that kind of paperwork's done. That'd be surprising. But um, I'm know. hoping that with with all this money coming in, we start seeing some kind of. Crystal Palace offer 100 million for Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> and Bale rumours start to come in. But I think we might have to wait till next, I, I, next January for be, that. It'd be ridiculous for uh, Madrid to sell Bale. Absolutely ridiculous, I think. I'm waiting for the um, rumours that some of those clubs are going to try and pinch Chelsea players. Because <laughs> quite honestly, I mean, now would be the time to go after a Hazard or maybe not a Hazard, but someone someone of that ilk who's underperforming at Chelsea and might have. Um, less currency 
um, for a club like a Palace or a Stoke to throw ridiculous money at Chelsea and see if they'll buy it. That's no, buying Munich. Buying why, Munich why? would. But, but buying Munich would be in for Hazard. They don't need Hazard, though. I guess... No, they don't need him. Well, but Ribery's permacroc now. I guess and Robbins, yeah. Robbins will be 32. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to slow down. But I guess Ribery, yeah. I, I thought Douglas Costa played on the left, but... No, I guess if, the right. Yeah, um, if, if they splash money, if Munich offer a big fee for Hazard, I think that might be plausible. I, I think it'd be Isn't stupid this... to move to Madrid. Isn't there some close relationship between Zidane and Hazard? I'm yeah, I think, sure. I, I think Hazard is his favourite player. Yeah. Well, he's uh, in the right position, Zidane. <laughs> um, we'll probably start to wrap up there. So, were there any closing thoughts from you guys? The three Pete is on. <laughs> Until you get us in the next round, we'll knock you out. Oh, sideways passing, I love it. <laughs> uh, Payan or Cookie? United Sorry for the title melts. charge. Sorry for the melts. Oh, don't be sorry. It was very entertaining. Also, <laughs> just wait, also, I think I'm going to be the only person who's actually excited when Faith posts. <laughs> there's no there's logic, there's logic for this. Hear it out. She is before me in the draft some of the times, well, half the time. Which means I see her post, I'm going, yeah, it's my turn, but it's not because she's shit posting. <laughs> see, so I got that. tagged into that, and I didn't actually get to join it because I was in a place with very little uh, reception. But um, I'll have to see what that's all about. No, I was in, I was on Morden Island. I had no reception for about three days. Didn't you notice me not? Didn't Didn't you notice me not posting at all? No, I didn't. No, didn't miss me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, thanks uh, for coming on, boys. Thank you for having us. No worries. Uh, And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, I hope your side wins. Uh, And until then, we'll see you on the forums.